Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. I'm your host, Jared Samuels, and today I'm on with Katie Pickrell, who's a physical therapist assistant, and she works directly with Luke. So welcome, Katie. Hi. So my first question is, um, how'd you get involved in physical therapy? Like, what's your story from beginning to now? Well, um, I have an aunt that's an OT, and she talked to me about working with um, PTs and uh, got to look in, into it. And there was a school at South Plains College that was just 20 minutes away from Lubbock, and that's where I was living. And um, I just started doing research and started observing at PTI, uh, where I work currently, and it just was a great fit, and everything worked out perfect, and it's been such a blessing that that was so close to Lubbock and just worked out great. Mm -hmm. And what kinds of, like, what kinds of patients do you work with? Is it just brain injury patients or is it all kinds of patients? All kinds. We have um, patients that, um, you know, had an orthopedic injury, like rolled their ankle or had a knee surgery. And then we have kids that um, are born with cerebral palsy or Down syndrome, spina bifida, Tons of different diagnoses, um, but um, TBIs definitely are one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit more about um, maybe like meeting Luke and then sort of what you all do with him and work with him on? Definitely. Um, I met Luke, um, I guess, in January of 2016, the first time they came to PTI and um, his family has just been wonderful, and he's been wonderful to work with. Um, it's all been a, a very um, complicated but great journey for everybody. Um, whenever he first came to us, he was quite a bit smaller than he is now. He's grown a lot since he's come to us, but um, our main priorities for Luke are him being able to um, structurally be sound for his joints and muscles to remain um, functional and to not lose any range of motion where whenever he is um, in an active mood and ready to move around, then he can use those joints and muscles the way that they should be moved. Um, that has been a challenge with us also is from day to day, he has different levels of arousal. And so some days he'll sleep through a whole session and we'll just spend the time stretching. And then other times he's very active and very alert and we can have him kick balls and punch things and try to kick me off the mat table. He really enjoys whenever we get to play around like that, pretending that it's people that do mean things to him that he gets to kick and punch. <laughs> 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 and he's very sports motivated. So uh -huh. yeah always be like Luke you're the Saints kickers kick this ball for the Saints and that gets him fired up and he really loves um doing things like that but yeah um just keeping his body where it can move the way it's supposed to keeping him from um getting a worse scoliosis you know his body is really dependent on gravity um and so whenever he's sitting especially gravity just pulls him down and it makes his spine turn um, the way that it shouldn't naturally. 
And so um, he's developing this scoliosis. So we're spending a lot of time stretching his back and trying to make sure that that stays in a good position where he won't have to have any surgeries in the future. Mm-hmm. And so and like in terms of just like the challenges of, of what you're working through is the level of arousal, the, the really big thing that just determines how you go about a specific session or is it like how he's moving or. Yes, they- definitely. Uh, both it, um, if he's coming in and he's alert and he's moving arms more than legs, then we'll work on arms more than legs. Or if his legs are really active, then we'll do a lot of standing and kicking and um, laying down on the mat, trying to kick me off those kind of things. Uh, but like I said, if he's sleepy and, uh, maybe if he had a hard night and had to have some medication to sleep that night or something, then that definitely affects how much he's able to actively do. And mm-hmm. we'll just spend more time working on joint integrity and muscle length than those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like other TBI patients you've seen, what are some like maybe consistencies that you see across the board and ways that like a, like a parent like Tim could work with their child maybe that has had a TBI? I think really um, the motivation is the big the big thing for TBI patients because they um, have such a hard time moving their bodies and being able to communicate. And so, gosh, I can't imagine how frustrating that would be for me. So for them, being able to keep that ongoing motivation, being hopeful that they can make progress is the biggest thing for them. Um, so just keeping a positive attitude and keep encouraging and finding things that really interest them and motivate them. I think that's the biggest deal for sure for the whole, the whole area and speech OTPT just generally in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just a little background. I actually had a brain injury myself, which is how I got involved. And uh, I remember I couldn't walk around the hospital floor. So it's kind of my motivation to just try to be able to walk around the whole floor and then get faster at it. That's awesome. And that's just kind of where it started. Well, in terms of like measuring Luke's improvement or measuring anyone that has a brain injury, how do you like, how do you measure that? Is it just like a, um, something you just look at and you can notice, okay, he's improving here or do you know, is there a lot of like different tools or like what, what's going on there? Definitely. Um, our goals are based around um, him being able to have full range of motion in certain joints. Um, so we'll measure that um, at each different um, progress summary, which we usually do every 60 days. Um, and so um, we'll keep up with the measurements that way. And then we also have several active goals for him, for him being able to um, extend his legs to stand up so many times and um, hold his head up for a certain amount of seconds with minimal support to max support, just depending on um, the day that he has. So we'll just periodically compare how he's doing over that time period, mm-hmm. which he is doing so much better with holding his head up. That's been a lot more consistent lately. He's been able to do it for over a minute sometimes, um, depending on what he's interested in that day and his arousal level. Mm-hmm. Um, for you personally, what's like the most rewarding part of doing this, the job that you're doing? Seeing a kid be proud of themselves for accomplishing something that they didn't think they could do or um, 
feeling the pride that they feel whenever their parent is cheering for them because they just did something really exciting or um, really just the successful part of it, having to work so, so, so hard doing so many repetitions and then for it to finally pay off, that is just the the best thing. Mm-hmm. And I, we've talked to um, a lot of brain injury, other brain injury patients, and a lot of them want to uh, become a physical therapist and help other kids that have been dealing, you know, that deal with TBI issues. So how would you suggest they go about, you know, make, taking that journey and beginning the steps towards becoming a physical therapist and working with TBI patients? Well, starting as a kid, I would for sure um, just get involved in lots of um, science things, learn about the body and how it works and what the muscles do, what the muscles names are. Um, they have a lot of fun, like, puzzles and, you know, little science booklets and stuff that you can get as a kid. That would be the best. Once you get a little bit older, um, I think the youngest that we can accept to observe at our clinic is 18. Um, to be able to go into a clinic and just watch and spend time with the therapists with other kids and see how they're interacting in the things that they're doing. Um, a lot of times when people come to observe, then they'll decide that they really love it and they really want to do it, or they'll decide that this is just not for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, I would definitely spend lots of time observing different facilities. um, And then from there going, reaching out to different schools, finding out what classes you need to take and then applying to as many as you think are good for your lifestyle and where you live and, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you when you first started, like, what when did you realize? Like, what spoke to you about it that you could you realize? Okay, this is what I want to do. Really, just kind of what I mentioned before: seeing mm-hmm. kids struggling so much with something, and then working on it several times, and finally figuring out how to make their body do this thing they're trying to do is just just this overwhelming feeling of satisfaction that you got to witness this cool new thing they can do. Um, So that really drove me into wanting to help. I um, am generally a very patient person. So all of the um, angry or stubborn patients (laughs) I encounter, I can usually wait them out and figure out something that can motivate them and, um, just persevering through all of that um, that struggle and then coming out on the other side is just so much worth it. And I just feel like my personality is well suited to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there's a last question we ask everyone and it's what, and you can, you know, I've got up to three, but if you only have one and you talked a little about motivation, but what would you suggest for either a patient uh, that has a TBI and that's trying to go through this physical therapy process or for their parents, what tips would you give them uh, going through this process? Um, really just to be as positive as possible. I know these kids have so many moments of sadness and frustration and anger about these things that are hard for them that shouldn't be hard for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, comforting and being positive and, finding things that motivate them, even the smallest things to do to progress to the bigger goal, 
just finding little things to motivate them to want to do that one small thing and then just building on that mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Also being consistent. If you are really motivated to do things one day, but then take several days off, then it's really hard for that child to make progress. So consistency, I feel like is one of the biggest pieces of making progress. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on or regarding what you do or what you do with Luke? Um, I don't think so. It's just uh, been a wonderful experience and he's such a fighter. He works hard every day. I'm so proud to be a part of his recovery and rehab. Great. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See you all next time.